1: Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. And we are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. See your Isuzu Ute dealer today. Joining us on the line, as he does every second Tuesday, is Gavin Bell. He is the football manager at West Coast. There's been a lot going on at the club. Of course, the big announcement yesterday that Nick Natanui would be retiring after 213 games. Gavin, welcome
0: thanks Duff thanks for having me
1: Matt it has been a big two or three weeks at the club um, how is the atmosphere there particularly in the wake of Nick's announcement yesterday
0: I mean our club is um, for it will be forever indebted to Nick he's been a wonderful um, contributor on the field um, and uh, and equally so off the field he's um yeah, he's had a huge impact on our football club. So, um, really proud to have been um, able to see him grow through from a young raw kid to a um, to a father and a, and a player and a leader in the community that he's become. So, yeah, there's a hint of sadness with the three the three iconic players leaving our our program at the end of the year, but uh, also really proud of what they've achieved through their careers.
1: Where did you first get the hint that Nick wouldn't be going on?
0: I mean, it's been ongoing conversations about how he was managing um, that, that Achilles. And as we've talked about a number of times on the show, he he would make some progress and then it would slip back and we'd think he's a few weeks away and then it would take longer. So um, we had a conversation last week um, with Simo and myself um, and also been in dialogue with Niz. And, and it just got to a point for Nick where, um, yeah, he was, I think he said it himself, it just got really difficult to keep going through rehab and trying to get himself up. And, and it came to a point where there was not much time uh, left for him, uh, even if he got back to the middle of next year.
1: Obviously, he brings a very specific area of expertise um, with him, with that ruck craft that he has. I I think probably the greatest tap ruckman that the game has seen. And I stress to all the people that piled on top of me on Twitter last night, the greatest tap Ruckman that I've ever seen, that area of the of the game he was absolutely exceptional at. Do you see a role for him in coaching around the club?
0: We'll certainly work through that. I mean, if he... Um if he's interested in doing that, those aspects we'll certainly explore that with when we can. But I mean, at the moment, it's about celebrating what he's done. Um, we've been really blessed with Ruckman at our football club when it was Michael Gardner through to Dean Cox, and then Nick Matanui takes over. So we've been really blessed. So um, and he's learned a lot, and he's been really coachable as well. Um, so if he can pass on some experience to our players in whichever of our three programs, uh, that would be that would be wonderful.
1: Three retirements of this nature and this magnitude does leave a very big hole, Gavin. Are you confident that the club is going to be able to cope with with a, a change like this?
0: I will certainly cope, um, Dustin, mean, and this happens in sport. Um, you know, Maybe not three iconic players in the one year, but it certainly um, has happened before, and we, um, we have a good group of guys coming through. Uh, they won't be replaced automatically next year because they've had such an enormous impact and it'll be part of our, our journey and part of our growth to um, to produce the next lot of leaders and the next lot of players who are of those the calibre of those three guys.
1: Now, the derby on the weekend, obviously a disappointing night for the club, 101-point um, loss, which is your, the biggest loss in uh, club history against Fremantle. What, what happened before the first bounce with Brady Hoff? Talk us through that
0: yeah well as the, as the boys came to huddle in together um the the doctor became aware that um that brady um had exceeded the threshold um with his ventolin and the decision needed to be made very quickly about um what what we had to do and um it was a, it was more the chaotic nature of of you know we were lining up for pc woods to um recognize the tragedy that was his life, or the way his life ended, and at the same time being told that this is what's happened. Um and we just couldn't couldn't take any risk with um with that stuff. So the decision was made. It was extremely late because that's just when we when we found out. Um Brady had trained the day before, um, away from the group, so it wasn't that he was so dire ill that um we sort of dragged him out of his sick bed. He we checked in with him in the morning. He was ready to go. He was ready to play. Um, we just weren't aware of, of this. So when it, once it was disclosed to the doctor, we had a, um, a, a quick decision to make, and it was. Um, and our doctors made the right call. with with passing that on and, and um, recommending that he shouldn't play.
1: So explain to the listeners what the the consequences potentially were if he did play. There are banned substances and there are controlled substances. Where does Ventolin fit in
0: in all of that? Of really stepping out of my lane there Duff I just know that it would be because it's in competition um, it would be seen as performance enhancing um, so we could not take that risk what what the penalty would be we haven't explored any of that we made contact with the AFL straight after the game uh, was in dialogue with them over Sunday um, and yesterday. Um, and our, our medical team was in consultation with the chief medical officer of the AFL as well, just to make sure that everything that we that we'd done um, was the right was the right decision. And um, at this case, at this point in time, that the AFL are comfortable with our decision making and the process that we went through.
1: So, provided Brady doesn't take the field, which he didn't, he's okay. Um, it's not a case of a, a, a game day potential breach. It's basically that. Because you pulled him out of the team, he's okay and immune from any
0: prosecution
1: from WADA. That,
0: that's um, that was the why we made the decision, Duff. Yes.
1: Yeah. How do you respond to the performance that the team gave on on the day, Gavin?
0: Oh, it was terribly disappointing, Duff. I mean, we started we started well, um, but as soon as Fremantle's pressure and intensity lifted, um, they they got real got hold of us around stoppage and. They really, um, they really made us pay. So it was disappointing, and we let uh, a hell of a lot of people down on Saturday night, um, especially the fifty odd thousand that were in the crowd. So, yeah, it's um, it was it wasn't it wasn't a good performance at all. It was really quite poor. So we. We need to regroup this week. We've got two games to go. Um, We understand it's been um, a really disappointing season. We thought we were making some ground. Uh, We had made some ground over two weeks previous. But um, it just shows you that if you're not on your A game and you're not 100% committed to what's coming at you, then... um, You pay, so we've got to make sure we regroup. We've got the Bulldogs, they'll be in a a position of wanting to regroup and respond as well. So it'll be a huge challenge for us going to Marble this week, but we're up for it and um, we want to keep taking steps forward.
1: It felt like the team lost its way completely around stoppage, and you had control of the game in the first 10 or 15 minutes because you got field territory on them, uh, field position on them, you were able to get pressure on their exits from defensive 50 and cause a couple of turnovers and kick a couple of goals. Then it became a stoppage game and it was almost like the structure around the stoppage fell apart completely and they're just walking the ball away from those contests. Have you looked into how that happened?
0: Uh, We have and our coaches um, will go through that and continue to try to educate and improve our our system and our players around that. We knew um, looking at um, all our all our data and information, and doing our forward scouting of Fremantle—it's a real strength of theirs. Um, with with Luke Jackson and the rack, and Sarong and Brayshaw and these guys at ground level, we knew it was going to be a tough day um, around stoppage, um, and and they got hold of us, and it was really difficult to to slow them down um, and to force secondary stoppages. So we'll continue to try to improve that. But um, at the same time, our players need to bring the energy and intensity and the fight to make sure that they, they do everything they can to, to stop the opposition.
1: Yeah, it was a bit cruel, wasn't it? You were watching or in the process of getting ready for Nick Natt- Nui to walk out the door and Luke Jackson kind of gave you a bit of a reminder of what you're going to be missing. He was, uh, he was quite incredible both in the air and at ground level.
0: Oh, he's an exciting talent. There's no doubt about it. I I like watching him play when he's not playing against us stuff. He's um he's a, he's a talented player. There's no doubt about that. And um, yeah, uh, Nick Nick has done that for us for a long time. And um, yeah, we we need to evolve and help Bailey get better and Jamo and Harry Barnett and the rucks that we do have and. Um, yeah, it's an important role in the team at the moment with the ruck the ruckman across the competition.
1: I get the feeling Bailey Williams is getting a bit tired towards the end of the year. He's quiet against Essendon, obviously had a had a quiet game again against Luke Jackson on Saturday night. How is he holding up? He's carried the ruck for the entire season. Oh,
0: he has, and, and he's he's really a forward ruck duff. Um so ideally he would be our second our second ruckman, um, to Nick or or or, or Harry Barnett as he develops and improves. So, um, yeah, he's had an enormous workload. Really proud of the way he's continued to um, get himself up and get ready for games. He's made some improvements in his game. There's still a lot of work to do with um, with Bailey, but um, couldn't be prouder of the fact that he's worked his way through some soreness some illness and all that sort of thing to, to be able to play near on every game if he hasn't played every one.
1: Are you in the market for a Ruckman at the end of the season then, Gavin? I mean, you've... Probably, uh, Harry Barnett obviously is a Ruckman uh, as opposed to a Ford Ruckman, but he'll only be a second-year player next year. Do you have to look at someone to to fill the void in the short term?
0: Oh, we need to explore all ways of making our list, um, improving our list stuff and how we can improve the best 22 that we've got. Um, we are really committed to going to the draft, so that's a real priority for us uh, to build build our team from the inside out, if you like, and um, that's important. But, yeah, we'll we'll look at all options to improve our list, be it rucks, um, forwards, midfielders, defenders. Um, Yeah, we we understand that we've got a fair bit of work to do in our our list management space to to build the team that we want to become again.
1: Positive out of the game, Elijah Hewitt gets a Rising Star nomination. I I get the feeling that towards the end of the year, they sometimes do body of work um, nominations and... Elijah's nomination, is probably recognition of a body of work that he's put together over the last six or seven weeks.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that, Duff. I think um, it was a few weeks ago I thought he might win it. He had a really strong performance here at home, but uh, it wasn't to be. But, um, yeah, I I haven't heard officially if that's the case, but I would assume that the body of work over the last last month or so has um, has seen him earn that and, and it's fantastic for our club. I know there's been a hell of a lot of challenges and a lot of disappointments but to have three rising star nominations this year um, that holds us in good stead to keep bringing that talent through and, and it's been a long time since we've had picks in the first round um, so we're getting those kids in. Uh, we're obviously going to be involved in the first round again uh, this draft, so we want to bring more talent through. And, and I think Nick talked to the point yesterday, Duff, that uh, you know when he was in the when he came into the system, we were we won wooden a wooden spoon after his first couple of years with Luke and Chris Maston and Brad but these sort of guys that were were our high end picks back then, and it just takes time, mate. So we're uh, we've got a plan. We've got to focus on the future and. At the same time, we're getting ourselves ready for the dogs this week.
1: Yep, be a big challenge there, fighting obviously for a top eight berth. Any good news on the the uh, availability front this week, Gavin?
0: Uh, well, we'd hope to get the guys that missed with with illness back. Um, so we have um, so Jack Petricelli missed with tonsillitis; he was unwell to play. Um, Brady Hoff, obviously, will be will be right to go. Uh, Ryan Marrick will be close. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a few guys there that um, yeah, we're looking forward to getting some more of those kids back in.
1: Gavin, we wish you all the best. Hopefully we can uh, see a stronger performance from West Coast against the Western Bulldogs at Marvel Stadium this weekend. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks very much, Stuff. Gavin Bell, he is the football manager at the West Coast Eagles. What do you think? You can have your say on the Temper at Bed Shed text line on 0487 736 736 or you can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.